Okay, so maybe you don't get drunk. You don't misuse over-the-counter drugs. You may not overeat or blow your top in anger or cheat, steal, or any of a number of vices. So you're looking in the mirror thinking, I'm a pretty good person overall. However, anytime you choose to put King Me on the throne of your heart, you are standing before the King of Kings. You are appearing before the righteous and holy judge as one who is guilty, period. But let me quickly add here, you don't have to be found guilty. Well, welcome to the Point of Purity podcast. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry. This is episode number 95, and in this week's episode, we focus our attention on Acts 3.19, which says, Repent, turn back, that your sins may be blotted out. This week's episode, the verdict is in. I would like to open this week's episode by asking you three very powerful questions. Three questions that are going to require you to think and to think hard. Three questions that are going to require honesty and truthfulness in your answers. Now, you can certainly choose to keep King Me on the throne of your heart right now and lie and deceive and mislead and misdirect. But in the long run, whom are you really hurting by doing so? So I want to challenge you to be honest with your answers. In fact, find your accountability partner sometime soon and share the questions and your answers with them. Here's question number one. In Proverbs chapter 13, verse 13, we read this. Whoever despises the word brings destruction upon himself. Let me repeat that. Proverbs 13, 13. Whoever despises the word brings destruction upon himself. Now, let me clarify. To despise the word here means that you're considering God's word, you're considering scripture as being insignificant, unimportant. It holds little to no usefulness for you. So here's question number one. Up till now, in what ways have you despised the Word of God? Now, before you dismiss my question as not pertaining to you, let me ask a couple of follow-up questions. If you truly believe God's Word holds great value for you, why, then, are you choosing to live for King Me? Why are you not walking in full obedience and total surrender to God, allowing Him to be Lord and leader of every part of your life? Okay, with with that in mind, let me repeat question number one. In what ways have you or are you despising God's Word? Here's question number two. Proverbs 13 verse 15 says, The way of the unfaithful is hard. Here's my two-pronged question. In what ways have you been unfaithful, and to whom have you been unfaithful? The truth uh, that, that God is giving us here in Proverbs 13, verse 15, is that the way of the unfaithful has been, is now, and always will be hard. Let me strongly suggest here that despising God's word will always lead to unfaithfulness which will always lead to a hard life. Question number three. Romans 2.9 says, There will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil. If you remember a couple of weeks ago in in a podcast, in fact, a few different times in, in previous episodes, we've talked about the fact that when I put King Me on the throne of my heart, I'm worshiping a false god, and that is idolatry. 
that is evil. So don't listen to Proverbs, Romans, uh, Romans chapter 2, verse 9, and say, well, that's not talking about me. Let me repeat Romans 2, 9. There will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil. In Proverbs 13, verse 21, God says, disaster pursues the sinner. Here's my question. What tribulation and distress have you experienced because of your sexual sin? In what ways has disaster pursued you as a result of sexual impurity? I want you to give serious thought and honest answer to those three questions. The scriptures are clear that all wrongdoing is sin, 1 John 5.17. In fact, 1 John 3 verse 4 says, Everyone who sins is breaking God's law, for all sin is contrary to the law of God. In other words, when you violate God's holy law, you are guilty of sin. That's why David cries out in Psalm 51 verse 4, God against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil or wicked in your sight. James writes in his epistle, For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. James 2.10 Did you hear that? Are you grasping the significance of this truth? Let's face it, my friend. James 2.10 describes you. It describes me. Whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. We are guilty because we have failed to keep God's law. We have failed to do the will of our Heavenly Father. Well, that begs the question, what will of God have I failed to do? Watch this now. Specifically, God's law states in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3, that this is the will of God, your sanctification. That is, that you abstain from sexual immorality. Oh, my friend, could God's word be any clearer? God has clearly stated that his will revealed in his word is that you and I abstain, that we refrain, that we intentionally keep ourselves away from sexual sin. We are too, as 1 Peter 4, 2 says, live the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for the lust of men, but for the will of God. How are you doing with that? Well, if you've been following this podcast for any length of time, you've heard me talk with, uh, with you uh, about the, the choices that we make. And how every choice, whether good or bad, every choice has consequences. You may also recall that I've shared with you multiple times that you can choose your consequences by choosing your actions. When you choose to let King Me reign in your heart, there are always consequences. Not only will you experience the consequence of hardship in life, but you will also be experience the consequence of being declared guilty. The verdict is in, and you are guilty. Why? When you choose to live for King Me, you are automatically choosing to not live for God. You can't have it both ways. Wait a moment. Wait, 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 wait a moment. Let me repeat that statement again for emphasis. When you are choosing to live for yourself, you are automatically choosing to not live for God. You cannot have it both ways. But don't take my word for it. Matthew 6, 24, no man can serve two masters. 
Either he's going to love the one and hate the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both. So whenever you are choosing King Me, you're automatically choosing in that same moment to walk in opposition to God. You're choosing to sin. Guilt, then, is the result of having committed a violation of God's law. Break the law, and you're guilty, period. Now, I want you to pause long enough to consider James chapter 2, verse 10 one more time. Let me repeat the verse for you here. Whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it, James 2.10. As you're listening to this episode, maybe you're a pastor, maybe you're a missionary or a Bible teacher, an elder in the church. Possibly you're an older saint who has lived a good long life. Maybe you're just entering into your 20s or, or you're starting a family. You see, age, career, status, they mean nothing here. So as I said in the opener, maybe you don't get drunk. Maybe you don't misuse over-the-counter drugs or illicit drugs. Maybe, maybe you're not guilty of overeating or blowing your top in anger or cheating or stealing or any of a number of other vices. You might be looking in the mirror at yourself thinking, I'm a pretty good person overall. However, if you choose to lust, if you choose to look at porn, if you choose self-worship through the act of masturbation, you are choosing to put King Me on the throne of your heart, and as a result, you are guilty of breaking all of God's law. You stand before the King of Kings, you appear before the righteous and holy judge as one who is guilty, period. The verdict is in. And the result of our guilt is God's just punishment for our wrongdoing, for our sin. Galatians 6, verses 7 and 8 says this, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever one sows, that will he also reap. In other words, choice or consequences. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. The one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap life everlasting. Galatians 6, verses 7 and 8. Galatians 3, verse 10 says, Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all the things written in the book of the law and do them. Furthermore, Romans six twenty three says that the wages of our sin, of our transgression of God's law, is death. Ezekiel 18, verse 20 says, The soul who sins shall surely die. Your guilt, my guilt is a direct result of us choosing to give in to our sinful, selfish, fleshly desires. The scriptures say this in James chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, you are tempted when you're lured and enticed by your own desires. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. James 1, verses 14 and 15. Now, let me quickly interject here. I know, we're, 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 again, we're talking on a downer, a, a negative note. But let me get positive with you for a moment. You don't have to be found guilty. You can choose. Remember, it's a choice. You can choose right here and right now to do as Acts 3, verse 19 says, repent, turn back, that your sins may be blotted out. It truly is that simple. 
When you do this, when, when you repent, when you turn away from King me and you turn to God, he promises this in Isaiah 44, verse 22. I have swept away your sins like a cloud. I have scattered your offenses like the morning mist. Oh, return to me, for I have paid the price to set you free. Do you believe that? Do you believe that Jesus Christ paid the price to set you free? You see, Jesus took all of your guilt. He took all of my guilt upon himself. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, it says that Jesus personally carried your sins in his body on the cross so that you can be dead to sin and live for what is right. 1 Peter 2, 24. Jesus took the full brunt of God's wrath. He hung in your place on that cross. He who was not guilty, who had no sin, was willingly accepting your guilt, my guilt upon himself, and he willingly received the punishment, the wages that was due for our sin. Isaiah 53 verses 4 and 5 says of Jesus, surely our griefs he himself bore, our sorrows he carried. He was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed. Let me reiterate here that your sinful king-me choice to turn your back on God and live for self deserves every ounce of his wrath. That's worshiping a false God. That is idolatry. That is wicked. That is evil. That is sin. However, However, as Romans 5, 9 says, watch this now, since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. You see, God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, 1 Thessalonians 5, 9. Here's the exciting, the awe-inspiring, the mind-blowing news that I want to share with you. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful. He is just. He will forgive us our sins, and He will cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. You don't have to stand before God guilty. The psalmist put it this way in Psalm 103, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. God himself said in Isaiah 43, verse 25, I, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. I will not remember your sins. This is why God says, I will be merciful toward your iniquities and I will remember your sins no more, Hebrews 8.12. All you have to do, Acts 3.19, is to repent and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Okay, we're going to hit the pause button here until next week's episode as we look forward to continuing this study. Now, if you'd like to learn more about today's study, or if you're interested in learning more about our ministry, the Pure Man Ministry, let me encourage you to visit our website to see the multitude of resources that we've made available to you. 
You can find the website at www.thepuritycoach. It's all one word, thepuritycoach.com. And one of those resources is found on Amazon.com, and it's my book entitled Overcoming Temptation, Four Steps to Spiritual Victory. You see, saying no to temptation, choosing to live an upright and godly life is a daily decision that you and I must make. And every time we are faced with a temptation, we are also faced with a decision. Do I give in or do I stand firm in my faith and fight it? Do I yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit and live a life that glorifies God? Or do I focus at least one more time on King Me and give in to my fleshly desires? Well, this book, Overcoming Temptation, Four Steps to Spiritual Victory, presents to the reader in a very clear and practical way how to live a life that is holy and pure, how to say no to sin, and yes to living by the Spirit in a way that is going to glorify your Creator and your Savior and your Heavenly Father. So again, the title of this book is Overcoming Temptation, Four Steps to Spiritual Victory. You can find it and purchase it on Amazon.com, or you can go to my website, thepuritycoach.com, and find the book in our resources section. The second thing I'd like to encourage you to do is to be sure and download my free app. Just go to the App Store and search for My Purity Coach. Again, the app is called My Purity Coach. Now, the app is free, and it is chalked full of all kinds of helps and resources to guide you as you walk by the Spirit. So again, that free app is called My Purity Coach. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And until next time, this is author, speaker, and purity coach Steve Etner reminding you, if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, He must first be glorified in your every moment. Thank you.